to my dog when he began to
crowded base.
Want some action, but like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction. Girls will come real quick. 
is better than any alcohol or aphrodisiac. A couple of sips of this love potion and she'll be on your lap. So I gave some to my dog when he began to beg. And then he licked his bowl and he looked at me and did a wild thing on my leg. He used to scratch and bite me before he was much, much meaner. But now all the poodles run to my house for the most cold with Tina. Jagger said I can't so, want some action, but like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction.
Do, oh Papa do, he lets me know he needs me. This he will declare. This much I know, he tells me so, and he'll take me anywhere. And when he kisses my cheek, it feels so sweet. I say, oh Papa do, oh Papa do, oh Papa do, I do the things you do. So he's the man I idolize And when he says goodbye oh, I start to cry Who Papa do? Who Papa do? Bye. 
Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Wonder this time where she's gone If she's gonna stay Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away And I know, 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 I know Sunshine when she's gone. 
what you want to do but count the good along with the bad and I'm sure that you love would give a thought or two <laughs> flat black plastic muni radio black history month ah!
and walked into the department store. Stepped on the elevator and told the girl, you drive real slow. When I got off, I said, I'm coming for me, even now, what can I do for you? I said, we're going out and show me all this folk clothes. He said, well, sure, come on in, buddy, dig these fabrics you got laid out on the shelf. He said, pick yourself out one, try it on, stand in the middle and dig yourself. And walked into the department store. Stepped on the elevator and told the girl, you drive real slow. When I got off, I said, I'm coming for me, even now, what can I do for you? I said, we're going out and show me all this folk clothes. He said, well, sure, come on in, buddy, dig these fabrics you got laid out on the shelf. He said, pick yourself out one, try it on, stand in the middle and dig yourself. Now we're going to sing another little song. It's called That's All. That's all. Unless you have a song you want me to sing. And that's a fact that a man don't understand the good book right, and that's all. That's all. They got to have religion now. I tell you that's all. When you see people jump from church to church, you know that their conversion don't amount to much. 
And that's all. That's all! They got to have religion now. And that's all. another and think they're doing well and all they want is your money so you can go to hell and that's all that's all but they got to have more love more understanding every day of their lives and that's all now he can go to the college go to the school but if you haven't got religion, he's an educated fool, and that's all. I'll tell you that's all. They got to have religion now. I'll tell you that's all. That's all. To jump into the ocean You might as well throw it out of your mind I ain't going nowhere and leave you behind Cause you've been mine all mine since 1953 Ooh, pretty daddy, you've been mine all mine Since 
far you are in California, so you won't let me fall up on the mountain. The girl knows this is hills out here, you know. Well, I didn't, I didn't know nothing about it till I got there. But yet until I got there, you know, I know this, I know this stuff was here. Then I know it now, though. You believe that, though? All right. Baby, rocks in the mountain, dating, yelling by street top talk. through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy. To Let's watch a full-length co-host now and i i welcome our audience i was gonna thank you but there's no need to thank you i'm a regular you've been a regular on this show for i don't know the second year we're oh i've been regularly booked yes we're right now streaming first on mutiny radio.fm the internet uh, radio station from san francisco you can listen to us every sunday 2 p.m pacific standard time we follow found round sound with scotto at noon and we're right before ugly sundays uh, so you can tune in to mutinyradio.fm uh, beginning at noon PST. 
and listen to some music, then watch a movie with us, and then listen to more music. How about that? We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We also have a podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We also have a YouTube channel that uh, Colin, that Carl, sorry, Car, uh, Carl. That's all right. Said. Colin's equally as much a friend as me. <laughs> like uh, we, we are here on YouTube as well. Uh, you can watch us yourself. Hey, look, I'm wearing my new mutant radio shirt. Exclusive. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, Holy cow. Those, you can't just get those for free. Mike Spiegel is wearing a Mutiny Radio Comedy <laughs> Festival in Los Angeles. That's like the last year and a half. Um, we, so you can follow us on the YouTube. You can follow us on the podcast. Or you can stream here uh, right now on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio can use your donations. Go ahead to Venmo. Donate at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is the movie we are watching? What full-length movie are we watching today? Today we will watch The Kid Brother, 1927. The Kid Brother, okay. 1927. The channel we like is Titled Films. Uh, Way to hit it over the head. It's what, films. What's that the catch? What what's like. the catch? Okay, so go ahead and type in The Kid Brother. That's from 1927, and that's a special year. We'll tell you in a sec. It is hosted by the channel <coughs> Films. 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 Click the link, hit pause, move it to zero, zero, zero. Uh, we have a really excited, Carl produces the show, it's a theme song, he yeah. syncs up the videos, yeah. and he interviewed a celebrity comedian. I did. To, yeah. So while you go on YouTube and figure this out, chill out. Carl has an interview with a uh, celebrity comedian. The celebrity comedian will give you, talk about himself, herself, and then we'll do the celebrity comedian countdown. And when that comic says go, we go. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Gary G. Garcia. Welcome, Gary. What's up, baby? Now, Gary, thank you for having me. Yeah, well, thank you for being there, being here. I mean, I have you here because you are a big-time, hot-shot, headliner comedian. I was excited to get you. But the first thing I want to say is when people look you up, they got to include the G, right? Yeah, G. Garcia. Very important. Otherwise, Very important. I come up, uh, when you Google Gary Garcia, I come up like on page nine. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot more people named Gary Garcia that are doing much more than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you put in Gary G. Garcia, I pop right up. Now, you were a Epic, Epic Records recording artist. Yeah, Tell back in uh, 1992. How did you get from there to here? Okay, so we're going back to 92. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that time and what was going on with you in your life. Uh, well, we had, uh, we, had, we had started what at the time was the first live hip-hop band. Uh -huh. So it was uh, you know, live guitar, bass, drums. Uh, we had a live DJ, and we had a dude, Peter George, who figured the samples, and I was the vocalist. Uh -huh. And we were called uh, Smoking Suckers with Logic. Focus uh, SSL for short. You know, we, we, had, we had a very brief, very quick pop of light, you know, got to get into Rolling Stone magazine. You know, I had a little <laughs> article there, first issue of Vibe. So it was very quick and we faded very fast. Well, we, that is still. We killed ourselves, really. We shot our own shit. Well, a hell of a ride. So what, you guys self-destructed in a way? Yeah, no, in every way. That's exactly uh -huh. what happened. We just, you know, you can't give a bunch of... I was 22 at the time. 
when we got signed, we got signed uh, for like eight hundred thousand. It was a very large. It was a very large uh, deal for you know first time band, and uh, everything was looking really good. But our heads blew up before the album did. <laughs> our heads blew up even before the album came out. I mean, we were twenty two. We didn't have no guidance. So you know, here it is. We're taking two kids. I was in the first issue of Vibe. I played with Biggie Marley. I was playing with KRS. Wow. I played with Julian Lennon, and you know. And so, well, we also got, I should mention, we got kicked off the Bob Marley tour. Yeah. The, the Ziggy Marley tour. Um, because of our antics. We were a little crazy. It was, it was a lot of kids from the street. And, uh, you know, a lot of things happening quick. And nobody, you know, we were, we were just wild, man. We went on tour, and that was the end of it. Once okay. we got back from the tour, we left. They gave us a 12-passenger van to go on tour. Brand new. When we, when we bought it back, it looked like it was from Road Warriors. Oh, wow. The windshield was completely shattered. I hit like a wild turkey by miles an hour in cruise control. <laughs> it was insane. It was an insane ride, but it was fun. You know, we had some moments. I got a song in uh in um Street Fighter Two, the animated movie. Uh huh. They got one of my songs in there. Oh, I got a couple really? of movies. It was cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I mean, I I understand that it fell apart, you know. Yeah, but then we got blackballed, which is very true. You can get blackballed. <laughs> I, I thought that was a myth, but it's actually very true. You can get black. You know, we had all the majors coming after us when we first signed with Epic, but then when we broke up with Epic, nobody wanted to touch us. Word was out, Nazi Mike. Yeah. And we weren't. We weren't getting signed. We could have probably think... broke through it. We were very talented, but I didn't have the patience. Mm -hmm. I was young. Now, today, I had kids you're and all that stuff, started having kids. You are not young anymore, right? Not you're yet. in your 50s like me. And you're yeah. out there doing comedy. Now, your your base is Atlantic City, and this is a tourist spot. So the crowds are good every single night of the week, right? Tell well, me about this. Pretty much. I mean, the winter is slowing down. In the winter, the average, like I said, on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're probably going to get like 20, sometimes even 15, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, for some reason, Tuesdays, I think it's because they give the free hotel rooms on certain days. So Tuesdays, for some reason, pop. Okay. And uh, then you got the weekends. The weekends carry us through. Saturdays, we're always going to have 100 or more full shows. We do two shows every night. And uh, we're supposedly opening up another spot down the boardwalk. I'm not really at liberty to say it yet because I don't think it's been completely finalized. Right. But if that's the case, we'll have another room. Before COVID, we have five rooms. So that'll make you have three rooms. Yeah. Then we'll have, Well, the Anchor Rock Club, I don't know if we're going through the whole winter. They do a okay. lot of rock shows there too. Right now, we have a deal with them where we're doing on uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay. Okay. You know, so uh, what was the, I mean, before COVID, we had five five rooms every single night of the week. I would do a show in Tropicana, run to run, you know, get off the stage, run all the way down because we had another show going on. But I was going home later, run down to Caesars, then run to Bally's, then finish it off over at Showboat. Wow, what a night! Good times, yeah. It was rock and roll, man. Running from show to show, going up, it was great, and each room was usually pretty well because there's always going to be people on there. And the good thing about Atlantic City is the people that come out here. Unlike New York, I do a lot of shows in New York. I'm out there every Monday. I run a midnight show there called uh, the Not Quite Tuesday Show with my brother Adam Gable. Uh -huh. When I say my brother, I mean my brother in comedy. Um, uh, Adam That's Gable. Funny. We run we run a midnight show there. We've been out there for like been out there doing shows for two years but with the not quite tuesday show it's a full year we just made like a year about three months ago we did a year over there so that's always popping 
but out there it's different because that's tourist also. And yeah. and but the tourists there are from like, you know, you know, even other countries. You get people mm -hmm. from Denmark and England and Ireland and all these different countries, which is great when you when you do well because you know your stuff is universal. Anywhere from you know places. Yeah. Yeah. But in Atlantic City, the tourists that you get are Ohio, PA, you know, Chicago, Detroit, and, and right. like, you know, uh, Florida. And so when you hit the road, these are people that are actually gonna follow you and become fans and stick with you. Having having two fans in England is great, but it's not gonna <laughs> do nothing for my career. You know what I'm saying? So yes, the good thing about Atlantic City is it correlates to when I hit the road. Because mm -hmm. the people that see me in Atlantic City, when I come out to their hometown, then they come out to see me. Yeah, so Atlantic nice. City, you know, has been been a blessing for me in so many ways, even just the time. During COVID, we were open. Once they opened up the restaurants, we were the only live entertainment in probably anywhere in, in the East Coast, but definitely in Atlantic City. There was nothing else open, no bars, no clubs, nothing, no live shows. We were the only live show. We were allowed 60 people. And uh, we were sold out every single night. I bet you, yeah. And I was doing two night. shows a night, 30, 40 minutes a night. There were some nights, I think the longest I did was like an hour and 26 minutes. It's the longest I've done so far. One night they just let me go. I was like, go as long as you want. Gotcha. Um, but I was, there was a point, I'll, I, I'll say, and I'll say this boldly, and I'm pretty sure it's true. I was doing more time as a comedian than any other comedian, definitely in the East Coast. Uh -huh. um, I would probably say the world. I was doing an hour at night, easy. Gotcha. Every single night during, during the lockdown. That's your job. There was a point where I was just building and building. I, I, it was been a great opportunity for me. Well, yeah, you were talking to me about your comedy special. You've retired all those jokes because yeah. you don't want people to come out and see you. Go, oh, I saw that on the special, right? That well, means I you know, they see me to go home and be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't hear him say that tonight. Just to right, right. Through. Now, you've also got this Rated G podcast, okay? And yeah. I'm sure it's G from Gary G. Garcia and then Rated G, which I'm sure it ain't, you know? And I yeah. think Brian... No, it's not. Who's your co-host, Brian? Brian Licata. Licata, okay. Yeah. Tell me about this one. Two episodes away right now, which by the time this comes out, I'll be at my 100th episode. Very nice. It'll be a very big milestone. I've had, like, some good people on there. I've had uh, uh, Jimmy G from... Um, Murphy's Law on there. Mm -hmm. I had Tommy Chong from Future Chong. Yeah. I had Eleanor, uh, Eleanor Kerrigan on there. She's a beast comedian. She's also from, um, what was that show, Entourage? Right. So we got some good, some like really good people. And then, and then most of the people you're going to see on my show are people who are going to be stars. Gotcha. You know what they're I'm saying? Like they're coming. making noise. They're up there. These are people I believe in. And uh, these are people to watch out for. Tell me about this one. Got some good, some like really good people, and then and then most of the people you're gonna see on my show are people who are going to be stars. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like they're making noise, they're up there. These are people I believe in. And, uh, watch out for them. 
Now, you're no slouch yourself. You've even been on Showtime. The show was called Billions. Tell me about that experience. How you got cast? What happened there? That, that's, uh, that's a lot more big. People always say, you might have seen them on Billions. Yeah. People who don't know me did not see me on Billions. Because, <laughs> you know, I basically was in the have. background. I was in the background. I did background acting. I'm very good at, I'm in a couple of movies, funny movies. But <laughs> people who know me saw me on on Billions. Like, people who know me call me up like, yo, gee, I just saw you on Billions. Because when we did the shoot, I saw, you know, there were all these seats to the left, and then to the right, there were these two seats. So I already knew. I'm like, that's where the main actors are going to be sitting. You know, everyone else will pick up on that. So, of course, I picked the seat right next to them. And then everybody saw me do that, so they all started jumping into the seats next to them. And then (laughs) they moved everybody around, but I got to sit right next to the dude. So we knew you throughout the whole thing. So technically, I was on show. Yeah, you know what I'm right. saying. So technically, I was on. You know, I was on billions. You know. Well, you got a great credit for opening. I made, apparently, I made a. I made a an impact because they wanted to bring me back, uh-huh. and uh, they couldn't because it was the season I was already in it. They realized they already had me on the other one. Somebody else had saw me and wanted to bring me on another episode. Oh, okay. I get typecasted a lot in the uh-huh. background acting thing. I'm always um, playing like uh, a like a, a prison inmate. <laughs> Uh, I had a role where they finally, I was a uh, covering attic number three. <laughs> I was, I was hoodlum number two. And what's crazy is when, whenever I go, I always go to wardrobe. And right when I walk up, you know, they'll look at me and go, he's You're good, fine. just the way he is. You're fine, yeah. just the way Even if I'm playing a recovering addict or, or whatever, you just find the way he is. <laughs> I don't funny. know how to take that. That is, yeah, well, I mean, you should be offended and all at the same time be like, well, you know, the truth is I in mean, the person's really good at picking the person they want to play. Apparently, I look good. So what are you going to do? Okay, so now, how can people find you out there on the internet, on social media? How do people, I mean, we can Google Gary G. Garcia. Is that the way to do it, or you got to uh, list? I mean, yeah, that's my thing on everything. Gary G. Garcia is uh, my Instagram Facebook, uh, you can go to AC Jokes, you know, they have uh, all the house comedians there, and all my links are there, but if you go to my Instagram, it has my link tree, it'll link you to everything I, I do, it'll link uh-huh. you to the special, uh, if you want to check out Rated G, that's on, um, it's Rated G with Gary G Garcia, and Brian Licata, but if you put in, just get into the Gary G Garcia, it'll pop up, Yeah. Uh, okay. you just put in Rated G, a bunch of stuff pops up, that's on Spotify, that's on YouTube, I that's do. on that's on anything where you can get uh, where you can get podcasts. But uh, if you want to catch all my episodes, go to Spotify. They still support free speech. Uh, <laughs> my stuff gets pulled on YouTube sometimes within well, minutes. Yeah, within I minutes that I put it on. That's where I catch you on YouTube because the video goes with it. You know, yeah. it's not just audio. Yeah, on Spotify they have the videos as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, Spotify you can now watch videos as well. Great, it's pretty awesome. I also do uh, the JoJo and Scotty morning show every Monday at 7 in the morning. It's called Conspiracy Mondays on the JoJo and Scotty morning show. That's 100.7 FM. And you could also just put in JoJo and Scotty on the Google, and it'll bring up the, not even an app. It just brings up their page. Their you website. listen live, and you can listen to it from wherever you are. The way you end your show, don't be scared. They can't control you if, you, if you're not afraid. Yeah, right? How do you say it? How do you say it? Don't let them scare you. You know, it's ultimate fear that we all look like. Right now, they're trying to get us into a position where we're dependent on them. We need them to make all the decisions and protect us. 
was never yeah. going to be fully protected. No one could fully protect us. Nope. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that could protect you is love. All we got is us. We're the ones that could keep each other safe by being kind to each other, by, by being helpful and by showing love to each other. You know, we can't depend on them. They don't have our back. No, no, no. Wonderful sentiment. Now, Gary G. Garcia, everyone at home is poised to press play at the same time as we do here in the studio on YouTube. Here you go. So why don't you go ahead, Gary G. Garcia, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Enjoy the movie. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian countdown, for that amazing story. Now, usually we're watching silent movies, and I hate it because you have that plunkety, plunkety, plunk piano. But this doesn't. This has some sort of orchestral production, and it makes me very suspicious. In 1990, they did this alternate version. 1990, the Harold Lloyd Trust and Coco Play Productions presented an 82-minute version of the film associated with Thames Television International with a musical score written by Carl Davis. Who is that? I don't know. Who is that? Carl Davis? Yeah. Oh, the addition of modern credits stretched the time to 83 minutes. So I don't see modern credits, but this is around 83 minutes, and it does not have the plunkety plunkety piano. No, it actually sounds like a movie mu music. Yeah. You know, doo -doo -doo. And as you watch the film with the music, as I have done, look at that ship. You see that ship? Yeah, yeah. It's a ghost. Yeah. Oh, no. Hey, I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, there was a place called Ghost Ship that burned down and killed a lot of people. We don't talk about Ghost Ship. Okay, I understand. Here is the original Mammoth Medicine Show, Professor Powers. But poor Professor Powers has died and left Mary. Mary oh. Powers, not Josh Powers. Mary <laughs> Powers. Not Squash <clears throat> And she's been talked into keeping the medicine show alive. Oh, you got the monkey? Listen here. Don't let don't take it from me, Pally. Take it from my monkey. He took Look, one sip of my tonic water and boom. Look at that boner. That monkey boner. This monkey will give us some funny stuff. Now that's Flash who just stuck his head out and he is like Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. He's speaking with Flash right now. The other dude is a real scumbag. He's like the the muscle man of the show. And um oh he's Real jerk. I'll tell um, you. His giant name heart. is Sandoni. Muscle Man Sandoni. Do you think he's the great Sandoni? No, no. He's a scumbag. Now, this is the sheriff, Jim Hickory. And Jim Hickory's got three sons, but according, like, as far as the world is concerned, he only has two. That's Leo and Olin. You see him helping with the with the uh, logs here. Yeah. Now look, snap, it breaks. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Pop. Let me use my brute strength to bend them. Now look, Fudge. look what they do. I mean, this, seriously, Mike, I, maybe it's a prop or something, but I could never do something like this. It doesn't matter if there are three guys. Yeah. Look at that. That's nuts, that's really bad. They also yes. should be, they should be singing Unchained Memory. Unchained Loggery. <laughs> that reminds me of Skullduggery for some reason. Oh, here is there the he third is. son. He is the, the youngest brother. son, and he is the wimpiest son, and he is our 
Lloyd, um, Harold Lloyd. Now, what's he doing, Mike? What's he doing? He's churning butter, Carl. Right. That'll be our first joke because he's not churning butter. He's churning laundry. Oh, I see. What a like, like see, first moment we see Harold Lloyd on the screen, he's very cash. He's chewing. He's yep. just chilling. Like, boom, we're already into it. Oh, right. That's pretty clever. And he is. He is. Doesn't look. It's on a kite. Isn't kite. that funny? No, it's not. Yeah. In that every episode, you're talking about the guy who made the mouse trap. Right. Yeah. Didn't you notice he lit a bird's feet on fire, and then the bird knocked over a, a congressman talking, and the hot air from the congressman also blew his eyes. Now you see him watching them, wishing he could do something like that, but he just can't. Now he is sad because, like his father, recognizes his two strong kids and not his youngest. That was the Bonanza, wasn't it? They were always pissed on Hoth. I, you know, never watched I, Bonanza. Not really. I, I remember it was on. It was in the reruns, but it wasn't like one of those reruns you saw after when you were seeing Homesick from School. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't really even on the USA Channel. Okay, so the first thing that happens, we put pressure on Harold Lloyd because he needs his white shirt, his fancy shirt for tonight's meeting. Now watch their continuity problem. You see the goat is chewing uh -huh. and switches the background. That is not the greatest of all time. Boom! Oh no. Oh no, the kite. Right. But it gets stuck in the roof. That's pretty clever. Doesn't take a hundred days. Now the the thing's really guided by a pole off camera, and we're gonna see its shadow, so watch because it'll okay. take Okay, here it comes. Wow. No, no, no. Here it is. There yeah. it goes. Yeah, I see it. Totally. But the thing is, it couldn't look like the shadow of the string, so it's not such a continuity. Who in this right mind would jump on a big pile of logs and the, like that? Okay, now, here we're going to meet bad guy. This is Hank Hooper. Essentially, the Hoop... The, the what about Hoop? are a famous family, and the Hoopers don't like them. The Hoops don't like them? No. This guy will go on to commit suicide next year, and I don't have any details on why he did it. Wow. He left his daughter behind, too. Look at this funny thing. You don't see that every day on the farm. Now, how did they make that happen for the movie? They killed about six or seven animals when they got the shot. <laughs> they had... Now, look. You see, there's a little continuity area. He, he error. He was chasing the pig, and now he was leaning against a fence. So, anyways, like he thinks he's taking his laundry. So he says, "That's my laundry. It's my dad's good shirt." Now, look, the film sets it up that the father thinks that Harold is like, sort of like the ne'er to do well. But you'll see throughout this film that's not true at all. He is smart. He kicks ass. He fights. He is a yeah. true hickory. Yeah, Look man, hickory. I'm, I'm team yeah, hickory, just... man. Nice, down the hill. Yeah. He didn't do it on purpose to trick him, but it happened. We mean, ouch. Right. Now watch how, watch this trick he'll do. He trips them, gets on yeah. his back, and it retrieves the laundry. Now, this is very funny, too. He thinks those two socks are his, but they're a napping guy. So he gives it to the bad guy. Oh, and then the napping guy is like, who took my socks? 
Try to roll no. <laughs> we'll never see this guy again. But sock him to me, guy. Now watch how he tricks. Um, uh, watch how he tricks Hank again. Hank will go up to get the laundry, and it's not clear if he thinks it's his. I mean, he must think it's his laundry. Sure. But Harold will come and say thank you. Thanks, Hoopy. <laughs> no one called him Hooper, right? It's always no, Hooper. they called him Hoop. Here's Dad. Where the fuck is my son? Uh-oh, it's another Hooper. The, now, this guy's the, the bad guy for the father. Oh. We have two Hooper bad Maddie guys. Maddie Hooper. Hey, have you seen Hooper's brother around here? Yeah, my name is Hooper. You can call me Hooper. Hey, Hooper's brother. Okay, so they've collected money from the town, sort of like taxes that are voluntary, to build a dam. It's going to oh. be a very good thing for the town. Son, how many times have I told you, we don't want no more trouble with these people. But he's going to have lots of trouble throughout the film, and it's his own fault. Watch him kick him. Watch him kick. See, he kicks Hank. Yeah. Right in the ass. Yeah, he right deserves to be a hickory, and the dad needs to find that out. Son. So, a lot of movies nowadays with father issues are always like, I, I just watched Strange World. It's like, no, Dad, that's what you want to do. Right, None of that right. shit's in this movie, though. None of that. He wants to be a hickory. He wants to join the legacy. They're famous throughout the county, and uh, he wants to be one of them, and he, he feels like he needs to earn his place. Well, actually, no. He doesn't feel like he needs to earn his place. He kind of mopes around a lot, and then later he will earn his place. Look, Carl, look, he Both? had a string tied to the to the comb to his mirror, so he'll never lose it. Right, it'll hang there. That's a good idea, right? That's a good life hack, yeah. Now, look what... <laughs> he, he thinks, oh, my shirt's fine. <laughs> he tricked his dad. Now, look, Harold Lloyd wanted more jokes in this film than any of his films, so he hired eight gag men, eight Okay, watch. He can't come to the meeting because it's no place for boys. Uh, son, I'm just... Right, and now he'll start moping around. Damn it. And he'll, like, he'll like do play pretend. He'll put on the sheriff's outfit. You'll see. So anyway, Harold Lloyd wanted this film to be really fucking hilarious. So he hired, I guess, okay, we would call them writers. Right, yeah, gag called, writers. They call them gag men, at least back in the day. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe that's a current today term, too. I don't know. I, I'm not in the business. But if, if I was, I would be the top gag writer in the industry. Oh, that's very braggy. Hey, give me a topic. I'll give you six gags. Like <laughs> I've been trying to write this joke for a long time. It's about how, like, when jokes are obvious, like, you think of a joke that you wrote on your own, but it's been done before. And how it's not really plagiarism because you really did think it up on your own, your own, but you can't right. do it anymore. So it's like I wrote this joke and then I saw it on a rerun for Jackie Gleason, right? <laughs> and it makes me yeah. realize I could write for Jackie Gleason. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're like, oh man, that was just a long time to wait. I still have never made that joke work on an old piece of paper. Pull it out of the open mic. Uh, maybe well, you and I will work on it. I'm sure. Look, so now he's like pretending he's. A sheriff, and then he gets shamed. His father's looking at him. What are you doing, little kid? 
You're not a sheriff. He's so good in Hellboy. You know, we it's watch a lot of Buster Keaton. Huge hit. We watch a lot of Buster Keaton. I kept calling him Harold Lloyd because I love Harold yep. so much. Yep. Now, we're watching this as we've been doing previous Januaries because uh, thanks to the public domain law in the United States, Thank any you, film. Trump. Thank you, Trump, for not noticing that law got reactivated <laughs> during your administration. If that guy realized that, that the arts were, were getting free shit like this, he would have. No way, planned. man. No way, man. He's to make money. It was be, it, this was not in his radar, but it was in Disney's radar. We had a deal with public domain. The importance of public domain is that culture, we discuss culture, it's in our life, it's part of our life. We talk about Iron Man, we talk, these are part of our lives. And yeah. to tell these stories, at a certain point, gatekeepers have to let go. They have to, can't be owned. You can't own Sherlock Holmes indefinitely. It's not reasonable. I mean, the guy who really made, he might own the rights, but he didn't make it. It's not reasonable. It's not reasonable. So they've been uh, making films, songs, books, and putting them in the public domain in the United States. Disney complained because Disney knows their time is up. They can't yeah, make money off of this anymore. They want to make their money. So they, Congress in the 90s passed a law to wait 20 years. Well, we waited 20 years, and now we're here, and this movie from 1927, along with other films, is in the public domain. And by other films, Carl, the jazz singer. Yes. The Metropolis. The first talkie. So Although the whole thing was in a talkie, just the portion. Just the, just the part where the Jewish guy puts blackface on his, uh, on his face. Ran hey, just... his own legacy and had no idea that it was going to. Okay, so the medicine show stopped by and said, who signs the permits? He goes, the sheriff signs the permits, but he's not going to be interested. He ran the last medicine show out of town. So they see Harold Lloyd as, you know, he's pretending to be the sheriff and he's playing, you know, he's on the porch. And they say, this guy's a fucking rube. We'll get him to sign the permits. And that's what they're uh, doing right now. They're, they're, they don't really they're know him. they're scamming him, but they are scamming him. But it's not legit. He's not the sheriff. He's a hickory. So it oh, will it be legit. What a dumbass hickory. Yes. Hickory dickory suck my cock. <laughs> oh! Mouse ran up the clock. The clock struck one. The other got away. I like that one. Oh yeah. I don't know what, yeah. Where'd you get that? It's from a guy named Bill Aronson who goes to every Scotty show. He's a big pain in the butt. But okay. every now and then he writes. Name a name. Funny joke. Name name. That's Why a funny not? Joke. Why not? This guy's a jerk. He should be called out. He goes and annoys all the comics. He thinks they're his friends. He goes into the back at the comic table and goes, "Hi, hi, and he just. He monopolizes their time. I want to talk so to him. I want his side of the story. I want to hear his side of the story. Okay, fine. Yeah, all right. His uh, wife is Nancy Aronson, and she's a very nice, nice person. So is he giving him brownies? Thank you for the brownies. <laughs> so he's, okay, the chairman's saying we collected all the money from the town for the dam, so we'll give it to the person we trust the most, our sheriff. But Hooper you know, is not thinking he's trustworthy. And he goes, what's that? What are you going to do with the money? We're just setting it up. He's going to be the pain in the ass bad guy throughout the film. Ah, uh, Hoopers. You know, this movie, if it had Hoopers and Sullivans, I'd be like, look out, Hoop, Sully's coming. 
Yeah, well, you, I guess you could do Hick. And, okay, so here's the medicine show, and here is our hero. It's Mary. Would you drink? Would you go to a medicine show and get snake oil and drink it? Well, is the year 1830, and I don't know what the fuck is going on in this world, and I just trust everything I hear? Yeah, I would yeah. buy that. I want to be a He-Man. But that's the thing. Like, what did they promise? They promised him a bonus, didn't they? Back in the no, 1830s. They're, they're, okay, so, <laughs> so the Stan, um, 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 Stan, uh, Sandoni, not the great Sandoni. Sandoni will be a muscle man, and he'll be the example. This is what it can do for you. Now, look, he's pretty much going to rape Mary. Right. How can that be? They're partners in a medicine show. They've known each other all this time. You know what I mean? Like, how could he? And now, why look, is it this moment? By mistake, hit Mary on the ass. Oh, holy cow. She's beautiful. I like this guy. <laughs> it does convey, yeah. I like the bow tie. It's very important to wear a bow tie in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's 1830. That's as much a tie as a regular tie. I'm going out to the forest. Don't forget to wear your bow tie. Now, here comes Sandoni, and he sees what's going on. Mary sees it and says, uh-oh, this guy will protect me. Uh, yeah. Set now, this is either the sixth or seventh Harold Lloyd film that she's been the main queen, okay? Now, this will be the last one that she's in. Now, she has the supporting role in a film called Wings, and the internet raves about Wings. Okay, he's got a stick, but he doesn't see the snake. Of course, Sandoni does. So he thinks he, he scared him off. Right. Oh, right, because he's so does the snake Mary. at him. But Mary does, and that's one of the reasons he likes her. He's going to look down and go, exactly right, Mike. Could have been a gag man. Oh, right. I was number eight. Put a snake on it. You know, what's funny is most all of the gags got cut. Even though he worked so hard to make so many little jokes in this thing, they didn't help the plot. They didn't move it along. Now, they're really sort of intimately touching for 1870s, 1850s, you know? Sure. So they're like both nervous. Mr. Hickory, I don't know how to thank you. Well, I have an idea. Uh-huh, right. Oh, Hickory. Actually, it's a love story. Who told you my name? Oh, the Hickories are famous. You signed You signed away your lead, uh, your deed. Don't you remember? Hickory, I, when I was in grade school, we just, Hickory Dickory Dock, the mouse <laughs> my dock. Oh, yeah. I used to go to the Hickory barn out at Willowbrook Mall and <laughs> get samples. Hell. You know, that it would probably be rural at this time. I want you to know this whole film was shot in California, but it was rural. This yeah. is today's um it's it's Glendale Burbank oh, and shit. near Pasadena. You know that's not rural today. No, it's not rural at all. And yeah, it is funny because you watch a lot of silence and they're like people walking around the forest and it's like yeah. wow, that's where we're where the story takes place? Okay. But it's usually because it's outside the field. You that's had mentioned had, yeah. You mentioned Wings, and uh, that she's in it. Wings also came out in 1927. It was considered, uh -huh. it's known because it's the first Oscar winner for Best Picture. Ah, uh, I see. 
it's about World War One, I think. Okay, I have to tell you something. You see how we're elevating with his yeah. climbing? Yeah, this that's pretty impressive. Yeah. This, they put the camera on a literal elevator that they made. It's pretty cool. Now, look, it's really cute. He gets up higher because she's going down a hill. She's like, what's your name? She goes, Mary. So, look, now she disappears below the hill, and he thinks of another question. So he goes up higher. Yeah, and there goes the elevator. Second floor. Tree Where do you live? Yeah, second floor. Location of trees. Where, Where do you, do you live? live? And a van down by the river. <laughs> oh, in a horse, uh, horse and carriage down by the yeah. river. There she goes, disappearing down the hill. But he thinks of another question. Hey. Uh oh, elevator. This is really funny. Yeah. And Harold Lloyd, look what he's doing. He's climbing a tree like it's so not A real tree. Now, this guy was just like Buster Keaton in that he would do all his own stunts and everything. It was very pantomime uh, Watch this. Watch this. So it's like he won't Whoa. really be falling all that elevation, but it doesn't make it safe. As a matter of fact, he would go on to lose his thumb. He lost his thumb after this film? Yes. There was a bomb, literal bomb, that he thought was a prop. He's like, ooh, he lost his fucking thumb. So in future movies, they put a glove on him, and it was really realistic. You didn't understand that he lost his thumb. You never saw it on TV. So fucking cool. He, uh, yeah, he's great. I love Buster Keaton. Uh, Harold Lloyd. <laughs> You're doing it again, but in reverse. You know, so one of the things, my, my father was able to get a box set of Harold Lloyd's uh, collection of uh -huh. silent movies and his talkies. His talkies are not bad. They aren't bad. There's some decent comedies in there. And one of the things that Harold Lloyd did, and they put it in the box set, he, he, he had his shit together compared to the other silent movie stars. Like, he owned oh, the rights yeah. to his films. That's why there's an estate. And that's, he had his own uh, estate in, in Los Angeles. And he called it Green Acres. No longer cool. owned by the family, but one of the his things he liked to do was three D photography. The okay. box set included his original photography. You would wear the three D glasses, the red and green ones, and oh. you could see them in three D. Now watch his creative way, just like the laundry. This is how he does this. Oh God, what a great way to do this! He spins. Yeah, he puts the thing so it will naturally unspin. Once again, though, he doesn't. You know, like. He got this from my TikTok video, instructional video. <laughs> Life hacks. Life hacks. Now watch how he'll put them away. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so he's just going to put the shelf there? and then... Yeah. <laughs> if only. Watch. He just lifts it. Now he will dry his dishes. Oh, with the heat. Now I think that's a wood shelf, right? Uh-huh. Right. Under a flame. Get that charbroiled plate. <laughs> this tastes great. Did you? Is it? Is it? Uh, is it smoked ham? No, that's the plate there. Oh, and there, there it is. What a genius! Now, what they're doing is they're signing the rule. Uh, the like. Here, uh, sir. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're signing a letter that, like, we want to do the dam. I've got all the money. Dear straight treasurer. 
and basically all the hickories will sign it. Except for guess who? Uh, bus, uh, Harold? Yeah. No, Dad. But then they'll say, isn't that cute? He wants to sign. Well, hey, you're a hickory. And he will sign. And he'll do it with the biggest John Hancock ever. Hickory, dickory, duck. That's how he signs it. <laughs> so he's saying, what do you think of the letters, boys? And the other two give their opinion. And then, like, Harold Lloyd just plays along. Yeah, yeah, it's good, yeah. I concur. He's trying so hard to be a hickory boy. You see how he keeps on not being able to sign it? Now, it's a little endearing how they're like, isn't that cute? He goes, Dad, didn't I sign? He goes, okay, your thing, son. (laughs) Yeah, he is a hickory. Put you down hickory right here. Right, Harold Hickory. Yeah. Now, all of their names, you know, he's Harold Lloyd, and the other guy is Jim Hickory. His real name is, um, oh, no, it's not true. No, it's not true. Leo Wills is Leo Hickory. Olin Francis is Olin Hickory. Well, I was going to say how neat it was that their first name of all the actors was their first name in the film, but it's really not true. It wasn't good for them because they meet a Blair Witch later. Yeah. What? So here, it's like, you guys coming to the medicine show? To the medicine show? Who gave permission for a fucking medicine show? And then they're going to real. did you? No, sir. Did you? No, sir. Well, that's there it. The hickories. Yeah. So he's like, son. Gulp. Gulp. I better drink some of this snake oil. Glug, 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 glug. So he marches his son back in there and says, did you give permission for you? He goes, yes, I did, Dad. He goes, ah, oh, so you're a sheriff now, eh? Okay. He deputizes him and he says, then go shut down the show Whoa. That'll, that'll be his charge to go down there and kick out the medicine show that he let in mary mary you gotta close up the show quite consi- what you're doing run dmc again yeah do you want to play that mary mary <laughs> who's your daddy oh look at that that's sweet was there a broadway in 19 19- of course. Broadway Melodies in 1927. Run DMC. Mary Mary. No, you're not. Well, you said. No. We got busted for playing It's Tricky. Yeah, so we can't be heard in Indonesia. But that's our fan base. We have a restriction in Germany. Oh, our German listeners. Why are you bugging? Okay. Okay, finally. And we have the lamest entertainment ever. A horrible Horrible Mary Dance. Now listen, man. Mary Dance is what I'll take. Back in, back in the Bakersfield and Burbank, that's, mm-hmm. that's we're lucky to get a Mary Dance. Now here is He-Man, and this is what the medicine is going to do for you. Now look, he can't get through because he's a wimpy, wimpy little hickory. Skinny fellow. So look, he gets yeah. an idea. Like some dog, cro- you see that guy pushed right through. Oh, so he's, he's doing the butt. Right. I figured now, you just climb over everybody like they're trees. Now, look, he walked in. Now he's walking out, and that walks Harold out. Huh? Damn it. it. It's as funny as Buster Keaton. Now, look, this dog gives him an idea. Oh, hey. so it's all the dogs. 
There you go. Harold Lloyd always claimed this to be his favorite. Amongst all his films, his later years he proudly screened the film in spectators and film school. Oh, that's cool. It's not a bad movie so far, right? It's it's pretty And it was a huge hit. This made him the biggest box office draw in nineteen sixty nine. Wow. And we are talking Metropolis and Jasmine and, and Miami during that year. Yeah, he was the top box office attraction. I really want to try some snake oil. I would totally be front row, like, come on. He's like, excuse me, excuse me, I have to shut you down. Excuse me. You, son, you can have this. <laughs> uh, hey, excuse me, performer commanding the stage. Right. Uh, yeah. If it's okay with you, I'd like to shut down the show. My dad told me. Sure, certainly, son, like but have you tried? Since I got your ear, everyone's ear, have you tried? Oh, he's telling him to go away. Yeah. Never mind that, folks. Pick a card, any card. Excuse me, excuse me, I must insist. He goes, all right, all right, come on up here. Come on up here, sir. Pick, Pick a card. Pick that card. So he basically, okay, he's going to do a trick that proves Sheriff is out of sight. I kind of don't know what that means. Like, certainly we didn't say out of sight until, like, late 60s. You think, like, out of sight, man? Now watch this. Trap door. And look who is so loves it. Watch him clap. It's Hank. Watch Hank. <laughs> Oops. I don't like that guy. Yeah, we're not yeah. supposed to. It's really kind of tragic that he killed himself. I, he's trying so hard to find the story. Was he sick? Was he a drunk? Did he get maimed? Like, why would he do that? Did he suffer right. from depression his whole life? Couldn't find the answer because he's a footnote. You see, Mike, that's one of the sucky things about doing the research for this film. These guys, you see all these films they were in, and you don't know any of them, you know? He worked with blah, blah, blah. He worked with blah, blah, blah. Well, who the hell is blah, blah, blah? We're out of context. You know, at this point, Carl, I mean, we're old guys. and We, we might have younger listeners, but this film is pretty old for all of us. You know, so we don't know the culture really. <laughs> star on his butt. Oh, like the sieges. He's looking for yeah, like the star, the star butted sieges. I remember. Yeah. That. He's looking for his. Uh, his uh, badge. I have my authority. You're so, no longer a sheriff. Give me your badge of gun, okay? <laughs> um, the um, the only other thing about Hank Cooper, his name is Ralph Beardsley. And he's English, British-born, but he, he worked in a lot of Hollywood films. He died, uh, let's see, he was born 1896, so he did not have a long life. And there's some story there that I just can't tell you. All right. Now, I looked up Leo Wilsis, Owen Francis, Constantine Romanoff, Hussein Dosky there, Frank Landing. I don't know, the, they're not, like, for instance, Frank Landing, an American actor of the silent area era, appeared in 84 films between 1910 and 1934. This is kind of information I was able to pull out because there's nothing relatable to our audience. Look how they're fucking with this guy, man. Uh, man, and there's no, oh, like, stunt oh. doubles. You know that's Harold's ass. Wow, yeah, this man, is crazy. that medicine Ooh. show was fire. Come on, even Jackie Chan doesn't dangle from a trapeze. <laughs> Thing over a, a you know fire. who saved him? 
Harry saves him. Yay. So now I I bring you down here to shut down the medicine show, and they've got you stringed up as if it's a lynching, and the town burns down. Well, you're you're a hickory. Come on, kid. That's my sheriff. I'll give you 24 hours to get out of town. Who's that? The medicine? Oh, the hickory's class. Yeah, the yeah. leader of the medicine show. So Flash I'll is... get the key to unlock you, Mister Hickory. He really likes him. Now, is that Flash, uh, Spider-Man's friend? Who's no, that isn't Flash. Flash was uh, a high school kid in the <laughs> right in '66, '67. Sure. I doubt. Although there is a Flash in the most recent Spider-Man movies, there's a Even guy playing less Flash. Reason why this is Flash? Look, he's in the box to hide, and who should see it but it. Hoop? Yeah, and Hoop is gonna say, "Ha ha ha! I'm gonna fuck him over again," and he locks him in. Oh no! Ha! Yeah, now, now Hoop is happy with the world. Oh, where's Mr. Hickory? Oh no, where's Mr. I have the key, Mr. Hickory. He's in a a hickory. Wait a minute, he's in a wicker basket outside a fire. Yes. Now, Mary's livelihood is soft burnt down. So she's got, you know, that was her father's legacy. Now you can't really say that you can't really say that that Harold Lloyd look at her butt jiggle, man. This is the best. Don't say it, don't say it. Butt jiggle, butt jiggle. Don't it say it, butt jiggle. It isn't don't jiggle. say it. You don't want to spend an hour and a half in the interview doing that. <laughs> That's right. Get rid of jiggle boobs reference. Okay, unlock her savior. Now it really isn't um Harold Hickory's fault that this place burned down. It's flash for being a dick. But right. still, look, blame him? no, she's not. No, she's not. Throughout the whole film, she's like, you're the man for me. Now, look, he feels her tears crying. But the gag is, it's also raining. So he's going to be like, wow, is she crying? God's crying. Now, she's oh. crying because she has nowhere to live. She has no income. She has no anything. I mean, her medicine show has burnt down. Oh, yeah, there's some tears. Yeah, but it's really rained down here. I've never uh, seen that gag before. <laughs> yeah, he's a, the gagman. Okay, his na her name really is Gabina. Gabina Ralston. Yes. And she was Jojo. in... What? Jojo, Jojo? Is that her nickname? Sure. Uh, she would go on to play a supporting part in Wayne's Big Hero, but apparently it is. It uh, is. She was perhaps best remembered for her on-screen chemistry with Harold Lloyd, with whom she worked on seven films. Um, I don't know. She died in '67. Wow, that's good. That's a, a long time she lived. Yes. Yeah. She was I born think. in 1899, which means she was born in the 1800s. It's funny. My son was born in. December 28th, 1999. And when he's going to be a grandpa, they're going to say, Dad is so old. He was born in 1999. Like it's I know, long. right. Like what we so, think of as 1800s, you know. That's still part of the 1800s. Yeah. Now, she has nowhere to live or nowhere to sleep, so he brings her home to their house. And what was it like growing up in 
Oh, it was rough. All we had to watch was Wildcats with Horatio Sands uh, <laughs> growing up in the 2000s. He was streaming movies. There uh, was no such thing as 3D holographic theater cinema in your home. Right, in your home. Okay, so the two brothers are in their pajamas, and I don't know. That means that they don't want to be seen in their pajamas. I don't get the, I don't get it. Like, they're being modest. But the thing is, they're completely clothed. You know, right, their pajamas well, are head to toe. You don't see a dick. I just don't get it. They have a little flap on their ass? Yeah, for pooping, yes. They yeah. do. It's so great, you don't have to think you're going to poop. Right. It's not just for pooping. Let's say you want to, like, expose your butt. Easy peasy. Now, look. The other sneaking upstairs, but she turned around. I don't get it. I don't get it. They're bashful. Come here, you. Come here, you. Hey, <laughs> Hello. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I don't. Okay, that is going to be the premise for about, you know, six to eight minutes now. They're modest and shy. They don't want to be seen naked. No, they're not naked. So you have the setup for our gag. Pretty impressive. It's, so she, it's nice of him to give her a place. Yes, it is. And now, as you know, back in those days, yes, you only can choose from the human beings in your immediate environment. You know, if you're you're marrying the neighbor's daughter because. You know, that's right. So in that same way, these goofy dudes are like, it's a girl, there's a girl, it's a girl, there's a girl. So they'll have all kinds of goofy, you know, nervousness around a girl, trying to get her attentions. And so he's going to go off and make some coffee. Okay. And he's going to try to entertain her with, do you remember there was that, the GIF viewfinder, GAF, what was it? Oh, the viewfinder. Yeah. So it's the, but but what was, they were called like GAF, GEF. Was it like Fisher-Price? Yeah. GEF. Maybe not Fisher-Price, but anyway, it's the 1880s version of that. You have two pictures. They're a little cockeyed, so they kind of feel 3D. And you look through a viewer. We'll get oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, I didn't, not, well, viewfinders are 3D. And yes, that's they are. Yes, they are. And that's what we're going to get here. Do you remember Paris on the viewfinder? No, but I certainly remember Disney World. We had one of Disney World. We had one of Dinosaurs. We had one of Grand Canyon. We had a lot of Disney movies, like uh, Seven Dwarfs or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like really old Disney movies. D-I-F. I don't know what that's like. Oh, got spooned. They're so modest. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> oh, that must feel really good on your balls. Now they're like outside. That. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, it's the wind. Oh, I'm falling for that because it's a movie. Look at oh, it's poor Grace. <laughs> What they go for? Just get your your balls stored. See, that's the thing about him. He really is a hickory. He's fucking with them. You know, he's clever. Uh, he really should be considered 
as cool as the right. sheriff and his two other two sons. God, they must be tired. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Fucking wind again, Mary. I told you. Why you bugging? Why you bugging? There could be. There's something about Mary. There is something about Mary. Here's the viewfinder. Oh yeah. Oh, these are cool. So that's what he was into, man. It was really cool to to see these photos. This is as best you can do for entertainment back then. You did a lot of book reading, a lot of talking, card playing. Right. Uh, etchings. You want to come up to my room and see my etchings? Viewfinder toy. Now, the internet cares that they made a mistake and put the images backwards. I don't know why we care. I know. I was complaining. He just, he just saw this brothers for the first time. Oh, my God. Look how wet that hand is. Yeah, it's called PIF. Viewmaster. Retro toy game. Animated. Now, we would go on today to have the computer, gra- you know, the GIF. That's just a coincidence. Well, don't forget the magic eye. There was a bridge. Remember looking at that, that, that image, and then that image pops out, that boat? Oh, in yeah, purple. You stare at it and unfocus your eyes, and uh-huh. it will pop. Yeah. 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 I can never do that. It was hard. I would eventually do Once you could do it on one picture, anytime you looked at that picture, you could do it. But yeah. like the first time you saw the picture, you had to like focus. I Fuck it. Well, like in, in Purple Onion, the first 10 minutes, they use a magic eye. And I would have been like, yeah, fuck it. I'm done. Movie's over. <laughs> you can tell, you know, I'm not going. Okay, so the neighbors come over and say, look, it is. Um, the Hickories come over, and that was. Uh, the Hoopers come over and say right. it's improper for some girl to be staying at your house. You need a house where there are other women, or otherwise it's improper. And so. Hoop kind of trumps them, you know, Harold Lloyd there. So we missed it. But when he was closing the door, um, Hank was like, <laughs> fuck you, right. buddy. Slam. <laughs> nice. No, yeah, Hooper trumps him so many times. As much as Harold Lloyd trumps Hoop, Hoop trumps Hank Hooper. A little tit for tat. So tit. now the brothers don't know the girl's gone. So... Harold will take advantage of the situation and pretend, you know, he will sleep where the girl's the girl is. He's not sleeping in a bale of hay. He says, "I'm gonna go sleep in the barn." Yeah, Flash and the not great sand and 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 not the Sandoni. They have nowhere to sleep either, so they slept in the in some barn. He goes, 